you're an expansive band and you got that groove from Memphis and Chicago and Motown. So how did all of this come together? I had all started, you know, basically with a broken heart from a lovely lady who inspired the first couple songs. And then I started working with James King, our saxophonist. And right away we were like, this is just begging to be played live. And I said, who, who's an amazing female vocalist? And he said, I just worked with this amazing woman, Noelle Skaggs. And we all got together and we had one rehearsal and we played one song and I left the room and I booked us a show because I knew after playing one song. And that's not even a made up story. It literally yes. happened. All facts. It actually <laughs> happened that way. I came back in and I said, we've got a gig next week. And everyone's like, uh, we've played one song. I'm like, it's going to work out. And uh, we kind of haven't been uh, not playing show. I mean, we've been playing since that day, moving forward 10 years later, three albums later. You know, it's just been the craziest, craziest ride. Powerful band, man. Now, do you have a dual citizenship? Because I understand that you were born in France. I do, I do. My <laughs> mother's French and I was born uh, in France and spent a lot of time and all my relatives still uh, live over there. Wow. So, so parlez-vous français? Oui, je parle français. Oh my God, okay, well that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you sounded good, your accent was good. Oh, but. Um, Prior to getting together with Noel, you and James went to the California Institute of... Of the Arts, yeah, CalArts for uh, short. And what were you doing there? I actually was studying film there, but prior to that, both James and I had also gone to the first public arts high school in Los Angeles called LOXA, Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. So I did music there and then thought I wanted to make movies and be a director and my senior year of college put uh, together my first uh, rock band and we went in the studio and I recorded my vocals and I just fell in love with that process and haven't stopped since. What was the band's name? Honestly, I can't even, <laughs> even remember. There's it's so many bands ago, so many moons. And you were hanging out with James King at the Institute? We were, we were, we were friends. He was actually in some other crazy band where they dressed up in crazy costumes and played like jazz fusion, fusion punk. Um, yeah, so we've known each other for, for a long time, which was a great thing for us to circle back with fit, uh, the beginning of Fits and the Tantrums. And, and now we've been this family for, for 10 years. He's got a great sound with the sax, yeah. and I just love it. And Noel, where were you before Fitz? I was in a band called The Rebirth for many years. Um, it's a little bit more on that kind of, I would say like the Hidden Beach era is when we were doing music. So it was really kind of Roy Ayers meets Earth, Wind and Fire kind of, you know, stylings of music, all original works. I was touring with them for a really long time. That's actually how I met James originally was through that band because he had done horn arrangements on a couple songs on our first record that ended up being our only record together um, but he'd played two songs and then later on I ended up after I left that band I ended up doing a tour with him and that's initially how I got plugged into Fitz because it was like six months later he discovered that I'd left the rebirth so he was like you gotta you know have this girl I guess I was the first number that you know name that popped up in his phone when he went to look for vocalists it was like Noel Skaggs he's like oh yeah I think she'd be great for it so that's where I was. I was doing a lot of hip-hop for many years, working with everybody from Dilated Peoples to the Black Eyed Peas, doing courses for a lot of Stones Throw artists, and 
that was kind of how I paved my way through music before I met Fitz. And then you just came together and... Yeah. We came together. It, it was, was magic. magic. It really was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not a lot of bands can say that they've been together for... We've been together for nearly 10 years. Yeah. Okay, so out of everybody in the band, who's the first one to throw a tantrum? I think it's equal opportunity tantrum <laughs> in this crew. Well, that's the thing. When you're on the road, everybody's allowed like one little moment. But, you know, I mean, that's the thing. When you're on the road, you're all living in a bus. You got to kind of keep your keep your stuff together. But it's also cool because, you know, everybody kind of supports everybody. Luckily, the lunar cycle, not everyone's having an off day on the same day. So it's like you all kind of pick each other up as you go along and just from city to city, because it's a crazy lifestyle. It's a very nomadic uh, existence. It really is. Is that one of the challenges you guys have had in, in this record business today? And it is a business. So what's the think, 21st century like in the record business for you guys? I mean, I think for us, we've also, now that we've been doing it for so long, we've really figured out how to do it in, in the most mentally, spiritually, physically healthy version of it. There's certainly not pizza being delivered every night on the, yeah. on the tour bus after, you know, it's like we try and be healthy. You know, some of us are coffee fanatics, so we try and find the best coffee in every city. A couple of us are rock climbers. She's a huge foodie. She always has great food recommends. You know, we just have things that connect us to every place we, we are before we sadly have to get in the bus 12 hours later and drive to the next city so yeah i think it's definitely keeping the the life sanity going you know because you i i admire bands that can be gone for years at a time you know that can just kind of hop all over the globe like we decided early on that that wasn't something that we really wanted to do we wanted to have the greatest impact we could you know kind of breaking up our touring cycle because it is really hard being away from your family you know all of the guys have kids and you know are married and stuff like that so we have to kind of balance out a healthy lifestyle within this industry you know because nowadays you have to be on the road you know until they start fixing the way that people get paid you know it's gonna it's it's going to I think it's going to continue in this way but something amazing about it is that you actually are forced to get out on the road and you know be with your fans you know you could it's easy to hide away in a studio and never see anybody but it's there's nothing better than hopping on a stage in front of a thousands of people that are singing along to your songs you well know, you, that's the lift you, you have an, a unique way of connecting with the fans and with your show you're so great live you're, you're putting out the hits that are just amazing and, and I want to ask you how you write those great songs with so many great songs with so many great hooks and people are singing along but when you're on stage as a fan it's a big hug you're including the audience because we just get it's a vortex and we're just getting sucked into what you're doing and you look great yeah well I think you know a lot of that credit can come actually from from Noel because when we first started playing, you know, she also had come from uh, having done a lot of hip hop too, where there's a lot of engagement with the audience that's happening. And just really quickly uh, early on, her and I just started realizing because we've always been playing shows, like the more that we could sort of rile people up, it was like this uh, infinity loop where the more energy we got them to output, the more we did. And it was just like, you know, when you're in a hot, sweaty nightclub like the Grog Shop, it's like 
how much combustible energy can you form in this place and that's what's great about also for each uh, for us each record you know it's like we figure out where are the moments that we're going to find to connect with the audience and, and engage them and that's been kind of our trademark is like we don't allow you to just stand there like a wallflower at our show we will literally call you out yeah, there's a lot of movement going on there. Yes, but we get to eat whatever we want after the show. <laughs> it's infectious, it really is. And you have, you know, as I said, so many great, great songs from, you know, Money Grabber, The Walker, all, all the songs that people know out of my league, and, you know, the most recent Hand Clap. And how do you guys get together and write? Who's the primary I mean, writer? every song has a different journey, you know? Um, you know, Out of My League was an idea that Noelle had where she was trying to sing like a British man and she brought me this idea and I was like, this song is amazing. And, uh, and it turned out to be right. You know, even in that original raw demo that she did at home on her laptop, I could tell that there was something special. So we, we took that song and we worked on it. But if I played you the demo from that, it's not that radically different. You know, the, the bones of what made that song good are, are there in the first place. You know, every song has a different path. You know, Money Grabber, you know, we knew was a special song. Every night we'd play it out and people would be like, what's that money song? But we couldn't figure out the bridge and couldn't nail oh the God. bridge. I think we had five bridges yeah, before so we, we got to the one we have. Exactly. <laughs> we kept writing bridge after bridge till we found one that didn't just sort of have a lateral move, but just kind of put the nail in the coffin of just like this thing just elevated it one more step. You were a sound engineer for a while. Is that true? Uh, I worked at engineering for this producer named Mickey Petralia, who did a lot of like the Flight of the Concord stuff and some early Beck records. And uh, that was really where I got to see other artists making their craft and realized like, I don't want to just be behind the scenes. I have to be part of making something, you know? When did you start playing the keyboards? Uh, from uh, early on as a child. And then, like I said, I studied vocals at this performing arts high school and then you know before this band I had never really toured even that much all these guys had all toured with many other people I didn't even know if I could sing more than one time a week so it was uh, a steep learning curve for me but you know they all helped me out and learn how to how to be a tour dog so you're a quick learner how, how about your family Noel and and Fitz anybody musical in the family um, I, I mean, I have musical cousins the, and the Ohio players. What? Those are like my roots there. <laughs> um, but not really in like my immediate, like my mother was, my, my mother always like kind of fl like play piano, but she was into dance and into drawing. So she was really in that artistic realm. She's really good at numbers. So she was always, you know, thinking on those levels. Um, but nobody that, you know, like my dad loved to play percussion. He used to build drums and do that kind of stuff but there was no singers that I knew of you know that were directly in my family that did this for a living so and I think your, I'm the only one your dad was a club DJ though wasn't he um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he <laughs> used to spin for like the whispers parties and do all the disco stuff Love back that in the day <laughs> special time um, and my parents are musical but they're not musicians my father's like an opera fanatic so I grew up with uh, the stereo at 11, but with opera blaring, 
which I hated as a child, but somehow now it brings me to a special place when I listen to it and I, I visit back home. But they were just, uh, they were in the arts world, so if more than anything, they were just super supportive of a creative endeavor, which was uh, a really special thing to have, to not have to be told that I had to go be a lawyer because I would have sucked at being a lawyer. Actually, I might have been good because I'm a pretty good arguer. But. That's something that I actually wanted to do. <laughs> it might come in handy with the band. Exactly. <laughs> Entertainment law. Well, I'm, I'm just delighted to speak to you both. And you're two people I always wanted to meet after seeing you at the garage shop because you were just so fantastic on stage. And I knew, knew you would be great in person. And you're going to be doing a kick-ass show tonight. On Laurel live stage. Well, thank you so much. What do you guys you so do much. to get get ready? Well, I just took a nap. Oh. Um, I've gotten into matcha over the last uh, couple of days. It's the been tea, very helpful. Yes, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> usually <laughs> uh, so boring. <laughs> a little warm up, a little connection with each with all of us backstage. You know. Um, no special mantra. Not really. <laughs> Sadly, there's well, not get out there and there's don't nothing fail, cinematic people. to what we yeah. do. Well, you've been doing it so long together and so well. I think you got it down. Thank, Thank you. you. Fits in the tantrums. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thanks.